Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through my start sits at the running back position. So this is where I go through every week six matchup and talk about every fantasy relevant player and then list them as a start or a sit. So basically what I feel comfortable with them in my lineup. It's not going to be 16 matchups this week because we do have our first bye weeks, but I'm still going to be going through every single matchup. While you guys are watching this video, if you're enjoying the content, please just do me a huge favor, subscribe to the channel, hit that like button, and let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. This could be waiver wire questions, trade advice, start sets, anything fantasy football related. If you ask it down below, I will make sure to respond to every single comment. But let's get into the first game of the week. We have Thursday night football here between the Bucks and the Philadelphia Eagles. On the Bucks side, this last like year and a half, their backfield has been very up in the air but it really looks like Leonard Fournette is kind of breaking out as the number one there. He's no longer in a dead even split with Rojo. He's been the more effective back. He's been more reliable. He's basically gone two straight games without making any huge mistakes, which for this Buccaneers backfield means he's playing amazing. So he's going to be a start. And then I'm going to have Rojo on the bench. If Leonard Fournette's getting the majority of the volume, Rojo just doesn't have any value. Giovanni Bernard is an interesting guy because he could play a little bit of a different role than Fournette. He could be that pass catching back for Brady. But honestly, recently Fournette has been very solid in the receiving game. Plus, Gio's just not getting enough opportunities. So for now, he's a sit. On the Eagles side, this was a tough call because Miles Sanders is typically someone who's going to see the lineup. Plus, we also saw Miles Gaskin perform well against the Bucks on Sunday. But remember, all of that was through the air. And the thing with this Eagles team is if they're not going to be running the ball with these running backs, if they're going to be passing to them a ton, I honestly don't know which guy is going to be more involved. Is it Sanders? Is it Gainwell? I'm not sure. And for that reason, I just don't really want either of them in my lineup, especially when I think the production on the ground is going to be very, very limited. So they're both going to be listed as sits. But for where you drafted Miles Sanders, I would definitely understand if he kind of has to be in your lineup. Then let's move on to Sunday where we have another London game here, the Dolphins taking on the Jaguars. On this Dolphin side, I'm starting Miles Gaskin. It seems a little risky. I don't love it. Goes from being benched in week four to just putting up a monster week five game. So he's a start. Hopefully he can retain that role, bring some momentum into that Jaguars game. You can definitely run on this Jaguars defense. And then I'm gonna be sitting his backups, Malcolm Brown and Salvin Ahmed for this Jaguars team. It has been great to see James Robinson ball out. All they needed to do was give him the opportunity. Honestly, still kind of doesn't make sense why they drafted Travis Etienne. If you're watching James Robinson, he has looked fantastic. And Urban Meyer finally kind of gave up on giving Carlos Hyde, you know, equitable work. So James Robinson is going to be a locked in start moving forward. And you love to see it. Then we've got the Chiefs taking on the Washington football team. And we just found out that it looks like Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be out for at least a few weeks. Honestly, may have dodged a bullet on that one. That injury did not look good when he was getting carried off the field, you know, limping to the x-ray room. So he's going to be out. And that means that I think Daryl Williams is a solid start. He is the number two behind CEH. You know, he's not a guy who's a mid to high end RB2, but kind of a lower end RB2 moving forward. He's not going to be getting the monopoly of the touches because they don't really do that in this backfield but he should get enough opportunities. If he can get the goal line work, then this is definitely kind of a solid start. And then I'm going to be sitting 
who was the third string, Jarek McKinnon. Now it looks like he's the backup, still just not interested. Then for the Washington football team, Antonio Gibson played through that stress fracture in his shin, looked good, got in the end zone twice. So he is always going to be a start. And then I'm sitting his pass catching back, JD McKissick. There's just no consistency with these pass catching backs when they're playing behind a solid RB1s. The next matchup here is between the Rams and the Giants. On this Rams side, I love Daryl Henderson. He is a lock in the lineup. He really just needs to focus on staying healthy because when he's on the field, he is getting those workhorse touches. And then I'm sitting Sony Michelle. He just doesn't have any value when Henderson is healthy and starting. On this Giants side, it looks like Saquon Barkley is dealing with a low ankle sprain. So he is going to be week to week. I do not expect him to play here in week six. And that means Devontae Booker is a pretty solid start. He took almost every single touch from the running back position after Saquon went out. And he honestly played pretty well. So I'd feel good about him in my lineup. Probably temper expectations a little bit because this is a really solid Rams defense. Next game is between the Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. For the sixth week in a row now, I want nothing to do with these Texans running backs. No Mark Ingram, no David Johnson. I don't even have Philip Lindsay on here. He's been a non-factor, but no Philip Lindsay as well. On the Colts side, Jonathan Taylor's a locked-in start every single week. And then basically the same principle for J.D. McKissick with Naheem Hines. I just do not trust these pass-catching backs behind these really solid RB1s. So Hines will be on my bench. Then we've got the Bengals traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. On this Bengals team, hopefully Joe Mixon is back to almost 100%. He's going to be a start regardless. We just found out that Samaje Pirine was placed on the COVID-19 list. I don't know if he's going to be back by Sunday here in week six, but either way, Mixon should just continue to get those workhorse touches. They split in week five, but that was because Mixon was coming back from that ankle sprain. On the Lions side, DeAndre Swift continues to impress. He gets enough work on the ground and then just has that really nice floor with his receiving work. So I love him as a start moving forward. Jamal Williams always seems like he's going to have enough opportunities to put together a really solid game. The only issue is that if he's not getting the receiving work, this is not a high scoring offense. So the so the touchdowns just aren't going to be there and it just doesn't make him a reliable start. So he is on the bench. This next game is a divisional matchup between the Packers and the Bears. On the Packers side, Aaron Jones continued to be a locked in start. Even though AJ Dillon is going to be involved, you just gotta trust Aaron Jones so much more. So that's why Jones is a start and AJ Dillon is a sit. On this Bears side, Damian Williams filled in admirably for David Montgomery. So I'm going to be continuing to start him for as long as Montgomery is out. Then we have the Chargers traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Austin Eckler has just been everything you could have hoped for from him this year for fantasy. He's obviously a beast in the receiving game, but he has been dominant on the ground as well. That was kind of the concern. You know, could he get almost a monopoly over those RB touches? He's been operating as the red zone back. He's done a great job in that role. So he is just someone you set and forget in your lineup for the rest of the season. On the Ravens side, I just don't trust any of these running backs moving forward. Every week, it's a different guy. One week, it's Williams, then it's Murray, then it may be Bell. I just don't want to have to deal with it. You know, typically, this is a really nice role because they do have a lot of touchdown opportunities. But if it's going to be such a committee, 
I just don't want to be involved in it. This is a potentially stacked matchup at the running back position between the Vikings and the Panthers. The issue is we don't know if either of these guys are going to play. So starting it off with the Vikings, if Dalvin Cook is healthy, he is a lock in your lineup. If he's not, you probably should already have Alexander Madison as a handcuff, and he is someone who 100% should go into your lineup. I mean, Madison basically puts up almost equal production to Cook. He's been great in the two games that Dalvin Cook has been out. And I mean, this is honestly just a prime argument for why you should not be paying running backs big money. I know that's not the topic of this video, but I mean, you just plug Madison in there, who's just a straight up RB2 backup, and he just balls out in that system. On the Panther side, if McCaffrey is back, he is a start. If he's not, once again, Shuba Hubbard is going to be in your lineup. So basically for both of these teams, whoever is the starting running back, that is who you should be starting. Then we have the Cardinals traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. I know Chase Edmonds had a down week five. He was dealing with a shoulder injury. I expect him to be back fully healthy here in week six. And he's just the safest option here. He has the receiving work. He's also gonna get work on the ground. He may not have the red zone opportunities, but I just don't think he needs that to be super successful. He showed he can do it without the touchdowns in weeks one through four. And then I'm gonna be sitting at James Conner. I know he's had some solid production in the last three weeks. I personally just can't throw someone into my lineup and bank on them scoring a touchdown because that's what you're doing with James Conner. If he gets into the end zone, cool, that was a solid start. But if he doesn't, he's just a total bust. I don't want to deal with that in my starting lineup. On this Brown side, pretty easy here. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, both locked in starters. Kareem Hunt has just been on a tear recently. They're looking even more like a 1A, 1B than kind of a Nick Chubb number one, Kareem Hunt number two. So Kareem Hunt owner should be ecstatic moving forward. He has looked amazing. Then we have the Raiders taking on the Broncos. And I'm going to be starting Josh Jacobs. The problem with Jacobs is that he's just going to be so inefficient on the ground. The good thing is that the last two games, he's been very involved in the receiving game. Before that, that work had gone to Kenyon Drake. So basically, John Gruden went out, paid Kenyon Drake some big money to not give him the ball. Very, very smart to pay your RB2. But I mean, if they're not going to be using him, that just makes Josh Jacobs a better start. On the Broncos side, they just continued going with this dead even split between Williams and Gordon, which makes me just want neither of them in my lineup for the foreseeable future. Cowboys Patriots is up next. And Ezekiel Elliott, no questions asked, locked in starter. He has just been dominant on the ground. They have been feeding him, giving him almost every opportunity. Tony Pollard is obviously still involved, but I mean, Zeke has just had a huge workload. So Zeke's gonna be a start and Pollard is a sit. On this Patriots side, I could see an argument to starting Damian Harris. We just don't know what the health is gonna look like for this Patriots offensive line. They couldn't really get the run game going against the Texans. They were missing four starting offensive linemen. That is just brutal. So I'm gonna have Harris as a sit. Same thing with Brandon Bolden. Then we're on to Sunday Night Football where we have the Seahawks traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. If Chris Carson is healthy, he is going to be a start. He did miss week five, but it looked like he was kind of a game time decision, questionable right up until that game. So hopefully he can get right here for week six. If he cannot, then I'll be starting Alex Collins. Even though this is a tough Steelers defense, I do think they're going to be relying on the run, especially with Russell Wilson out and Geno Smith in there at quarterback. On the Steelers side, I mean, this is a no-brainer. Najee Harris has to be locked into your lineup every single week. 
He has continued to put together very impressive performances. And then for the final matchup of the week, Monday Night Football, it is the Bills traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. On this Bills side, I don't like touching this running back by committee, but I honestly wouldn't feel terrible about starting Zach Moss. He's just gotten consistent touches. You know, in 2020, they would basically just abandon the run game. They haven't really done that here in 2021. Plus, you can very easily run on this Titans defense. So if Zach Moss is going to be the guy getting more touches and the red zone work, then he has to be a start. That's why Devin Singletary here is a sit. And then on the Titans side, probably the biggest no-brainer in this entire video, Derrick Henry once again has been dominant and should 100% be in your lineup. But that is going to wrap it up for this video every single week six matchup. If you guys enjoy the content, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. I'm gonna have my wide receiver start sit coming out today as well. And then the quarterbacks and tight ends coming out tomorrow. So look out for all that. Yesterday, I posted waiver wire targets, buy lows and sell highs. So if you guys wanna see more, it is 100% out there. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.